Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Swan Lounge. We have a very, very, very special episode today that I'm very excited about. Uh, we have a bunch of our friends from the frozen north, north of the ice wall up in Ladies Canada. And gentlemen, oh, and I forgot to mute it. Welcome to Swan Lounge. Oh man, I always do that. Okay, all right. One second, one second. We're almost there. All right, we're muted. We're good to go. We're starting over. Bitcoiners, pre-coiners, new coiners. Welcome to Swan Lounge, a weekly show in which you get to hang out with some of the Swan team. Hold on a second. The Swan team and, uh, sorry Swan, and some of our friends from the amazing world of Bitcoin uh, this week, particularly from Canada. Now, before we dive in, as always, we are giving away Jan Pritzker's book, Inventing Bitcoin, for free in an effort to spread Bitcoin knowledge. You can, you, that's you right there, the viewer, you can go to swanbitcoin.com slash free book to claim your copy. We have it in three different ebook formats and MP3 read by our friend Guy Swan over at Bitcoin Audible. All we ask is that you pay it forward. Give the book to three friends and family, maybe more. Tell everyone you know about Bitcoin. That's why we're here. And to all the Swan Force members out there, remember that if you look in your referral dashboard, you will find a link to you that you can use to send people to your Swan Force landing page so they can get the free book offer and you can still get the referral credits. And if you're not signed up for Swan Force, do I have to tell you really again? I always have to tell you this, huh? Sign up for Swan Force. Get paid to recruit new Bitcoiners. Go to www.swanbitcoin.com slash enlist. You'll earn 25% of Swan's fees on their purchases for three years and anyone who signs up with your link will get ten dollars of free bitcoin when they open an account with swan it's easy as that make sure you watch to the end of the episode as well because uh, as usual we do our favorite uh, my favorite segment at least swan force fridays where we are going to put our guests on the clock give them 60 seconds and ask them to give us their best bitcoin pitch now to anyone who is new to the show or new to swan bitcoin what the heck is Swan Bitcoin? Well, quite simply, we are the easiest and the best way to buy Bitcoin in the United States. Available over at swanbitcoin.com. We are live in all 50 states and territories, including Puerto Rico. Um, we offer automatic recurring buys. We offer instant buys. Um, and we recently launched Swan Private for corporations and high net worth individuals. Um, if you're interested in those services, you can go to swanbitcoin.com slash private. Oh, man, I've, I've been looking down the whole time. I need to look into the camera. This is terrible. All right, now, before I bring in our guests, one last thing you know what I'm going to say. Hit that like button. That like button? What is a button? Hit that like button and hit subscribe uh, so that you can uh, see all our shows. And you know what you're going to do is you're going to help us spread on YouTube, um, which in turn helps us spread the good word about Bitcoin. And now, I know that thing I said, I said, oh, one last thing, but really, this is the last thing. In honor of our Canadian guests today, um, I want to ask a favor of all of you. So uh, to all the viewers at home, if you wouldn't mind, uh, sorry, one second, I have a little prep to do for this. If you wouldn't mind, please stand up. That's right, stand up. Uh, And if you'd like, you can join me. One second, I'm gonna bring our guests in for this as well. Where is this? There we go, okay. We are going to sing guests. One second, let me unmute you. Say hello briefly, briefly. We are going to do a, a, a very special version of the Canadian National Anthem that I rewrote this morning. Uh, it is the Bitcoin National Anthem, Canada style, I guess. So, <clears throat> 
Uh, y'all don't have to sing. I'm gonna do the singing. But if you want, try. Feel free. I'm. You don't have to embarrass yourself. I get paid to embarrass. Let's do it. <clears throat> oh wait. Where is this up? YouTube ad. <laughs> All right. One second. I need a breather. All right. I, I don't think you made me more patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, Brecky. That was just. This was just that for was you. amazing. Anyone else watching? That was the thing. Countries don't expect me to do that only because I love Canada so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> now that that's out of the way. <laughs> Good, man. Glad uh, to be here. Well, welcome to Swan Lounge. Welcome to our guests. Welcome to everyone at home. Uh, welcome to everyone, especially those of you who are uh, from Canada. Brady says, Brecky is about to die. Yes, I almost ran out of oxygen there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while I catch up on oxygen, why don't we, uh, we go around and everyone can introduce themselves a little bit, tell them what part of Canada they're from, because Canada is not just one place. There's lots of provinces. There's Saskatchewan. There's my personal favorite, Nunavut, which I've never been to. I'd like to go one day. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can name them all. Give me a second. All right. We've got Ontario. We've got Saskatchewan. That's two. We've got Nunavut. We've got, is Newfoundland one of them? Yeah, Newfoundland. Okay. Uh, BC, uh, British Columbia. Okay. Uh, how many are there? Oh. 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky didn't study enough for this one, guys. Sorry. <laughs> you got the others? You, you know no, the I don't. Saskatchewan. Um, There's a French one. The Yukon. Is the Yukon one of them? Yukon Territory? Yep. Okay. Uh, the French one, is that just called Quebec? No. Oh, Quebec. Right. Montreal is the capital of Quebec. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
Hints? You got any hints for me? What did he miss? Where's Dave? He, he missed all of uh, Atlantic Canada, except for Newfoundland. There's three provinces over there. Prairies? <laughs> and yeah, he missed That's my province. Saskatchewan, yeah, okay. Manitoba? Manitoba. Oh, how did I forget Manitoba? It's such a fun little and, The teeny tiny Prince Edward Island. That's its own? You, you you didn't get the one where me and Dave are both located, so I'm I'm a little hurt here. Victoria? The Texas <laughs> of Canada. The Texas of Canada. Texas of Canada. I don't know. Help me out. I'm a little uh, low on oxygen right now. We're in Berta, Alberta. Oh, Alberta, of course, obviously. Yeah. I, I, I just take that one for granted. So it's, anyway. it's, it's Montana squared, I guess. <laughs> All right, so above me, we've got the man, we got Dave, we got Bitcoin brains. Dave, who are you? Tell the folks at home. We'd love to hear a little bit about your Bitcoin story. Yeah, I've been in Bitcoin uh, since 2010. Um, Bitcoin Brains was my first company that I founded. It was a store that I opened up selling Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin mining equipment and anything else I could do related to Bitcoin. Uh, that's where I met Ben, probably 2014 or so. Um, right now, I work for uh, Bitcoin Well, which is a Bitcoin ATM company out of uh, Edmonton. I'm the chief revenue officer. Love it. Um, all right, we've got BTC Sessions, who everybody knows and loves. Needs no introduction, but let's do a little introduction. Yo, uh, thanks for having me. Stoked to, I think this is my first time on Swan Lounge, so very excited. Um, yeah, uh, so I, again, my first kind of foray into Bitcoin uh, early on was actually a couple months after learning about it was meeting Dave here, uh, which I, I'd like to think very much contributed to me avoiding too much shit coinery. Uh, you know, he kind of set me down some good paths, introduced me to Francis Pouliot and uh, you know, that, that definitely helped. Uh, yeah. And I started making Bitcoin content in 2016, lots of uh, tutorials and stuff like that. And I've been kind of going strong ever since I worked for a number of companies, including bull Bitcoin with Dave at one point. And uh, now I'm helping out uh, Dave and Adam over at Bitcoin. Well, which is that ATM company was ta uh, talking about. So yeah. Uh, and then other than that, I get to live on Bitcoin and do my own thing and make content and, and that's my life. So I love it. You muted, Breck. Yeah. I was just going to say congrats on the baby and from shot 256 as well. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. We, we got like uh, three, four weeks to go. Oh, man. And apparently I need a bunch of aloe. This is from wearing that hat, so that's going to hopefully go away by the end of the show. <laughs> the redness is from the, the exertion, um, but uh, hopefully that'll go as well. Um, this is gonna be a fun chat. I can already tell. Uh, let's. Uh, we're gonna save mags for last because somebody asked if they could get a, a free shawarma. Ali, is that possible? Are we giving out a free shawarma today? Uh, well, you know, you know the Bitcoin ethos, uh, Brecky. Uh, you get nothing for free. You gotta, you gotta work for it. You gotta show me the proof of work, uh, and then we'll make you the best shawarma in the world. So. 
I love that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into later why it is the best shawarma in the world and how uh, annoying your videos are to me because I see them all the time. I can't get them. I, I literally send them to my brother. By the way, I send them to my brother all the time because we both love Middle Eastern food, and I'm just like, yo, look how he he like he look at the care with the sauce on top of the bowl. I'm just like, oh my god. Um, all right, Mags. Last but not least, and of course Camilla, but Camilla's part of the squad, so Mags. <laughs> yeah, so who am I? I'm crypto underscore mags on Twitter. Um, before falling down the rabbit hole, I spent some time in carbon markets and electricity markets. Uh, I represent all affected victims of Quadriga um, and direct the trustee in the bankruptcy. I helped to uh, bring the industry together to, to speak on regulations after Quadriga. Uh, the, the tiger king of crypto happened. Um, more re- I do consulting on Bitcoin. And uh, more recently, as BlackRock puts it, I'm dabbling in mining. <laughs> All right. I want to hear later what dabbling means, and we'll get into that. Uh, Camilla, how is your day? I missed the, um, I missed the group smash on, uh, on Clubhouse today. Can you give everyone a little breakdown of how, how it went, how it was? Yeah, so I'm Camilla. I'm here, part of the Swan Squad. And yeah, so it was actually really random, not planned at all. Corey decided that we should make a clubhouse room where at 1221 Eastern time, everyone that was up on the stage was committing to Smash Buy. It didn't matter what platform it was as long as you were stacking some Satoshis and it just turned into a party. There was some trap music, uh, people just like telling people from the audience, like if you don't come up, we're gonna start unfollowing you. Obviously it was a joke, but we're just trying to get as many people to come up on stage to smash by and it worked. It was amazing. A lot of smash buys and there's a thread on some Bitcoin's handle on Twitter if you wanna check it out. Love it. I, uh, I definitely got to make sure I'm there for the next one, but I think we're going to try to do it every day. So that's going to be fun. Um, somebody in the chat says, Brecky the Russian. Uh, uh, I did actually live in Russia for, for a time, so you're not wrong. Um, now, before we get to the, the, um, the more Bitcoin related things, because this is a Bitcoin show after all, we have a very important debate. Uh, and the debate is a debate over some fiat food, which we all know is terrible for us anyway. But I want to settle this debate once and for all. We've got Dunkin' Donuts here. And uh, up in up in Canada, there's something called Tim Hortons, which I only found out about uh, the last time I went to Canada. Is Does anyone here really love Tim Hortons? Do they want to go to bat for Tim Hortons right, right now while I give myself uh, heart disease in 30 years? <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say... Yeah. Yeah. No, what was that, Mags? I was just gonna say, Timmy's is pretty good. Well, when you're talking about like fiat food, <laughs> but are we comparing yeah. the donut or the Timbit? Well, Timbits are like donut holes, right? Like these? Oh no, that's the no. <laughs> Tim donut holes are Timbits. You got that backwards. <laughs> oh, right Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which came out first? Donut hole, like I think Dunkin' Donuts was around before Tim the Timmy's. No, Dunkin' Donuts history. Let's look this up. 
1955. All right. Wait, but actually, Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins. <laughs> Munchkins. When did they come out? History. I like the clickety clacking atmosphere. <laughs> the, the manual uh, keyboard. Okay. When when did those donut holes come out? 1972. Oh, no way. I've been living a lie. 1976. Oh, my God. Oh, Burn it all down. Burn it all down. <laughs> uh, all right. One more jelly. Uh, original uh, munchkin, whatever they're called. I don't even know. Well, I mean, you may have donut holes, but we burned down your White House. So, yeah. <laughs> we weren't you British back then? Come on. <laughs> I think we still kind of are. <laughs> All right. All right. No more. Um, so basically the same thing. For those who don't know, Tim Hortons is kind of like Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is kind of like Tim Hortons. I think Tim Hortons is a bit classier. Um, I wouldn't go that far. No? no? I mean, if you come over here, as you head into Whistler, you get like um, all this nice Stone and the atmosphere with the fire, yeah, it's classy. Ben's like, meh. <laughs> Honestly, Tim Hortons, like Tim Hortons, is just the Canadians' coffee. Uh, I don't really like think about like go there for the food, uh, not even the donut. Um, but for if you want a good coffee, they they make a good coffee. I think I think it's better than Dunkin' Donuts, but. I'm probably a little bit biased. I think <laughs> But hold on. I think I think a big reason too why Tim Hortons has you know a lot of followers and lovers, it's it's that roll up the rim to win. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to win. They want to win their car, they want to win the money. So <laughs> it's free stuff, guys. Just buy Bitcoin if you want to win. Easy. Done. Although I do hear that Tim Hortons is actually really good for one thing, um, and that's going out of business so Ollie can take them over. Is this true? <laughs> well, well it, I, don't, I don't think they're going out of business, but we recently just took over a, uh, a location that they abandoned. And, um, yeah, it's a big location. They left it for some reason. Um and yeah, we're building a big tahinis over there. So that's awesome. That's good. <laughs> Love it. All right. So while while we're on this topic, uh... <laughs> thank you, Kamal. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk the Bitcoin and small businesses, man. Like you've got one of the most interesting stories that I has you know spread across the Twitterverse and the Bitcoin universe, and uh, you know. Your your annoying videos aside, you know how did you get started? Where did where did the idea come from? Because I think you got to the, you started doing this before Michael Saylor did. So, what's the story? And and if you could, you know, for someone who doesn't know the story, maybe fill fill us in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, our our company um, on, in 2020 uh, went on a full Bitcoin standard, uh, and just for everybody that's listening, that doesn't mean we accept Bitcoin as payments. Uh, it just means that we put all of our profits into Bitcoin. Uh, so we did that as a result of uh, what happened after March. 
Um, we went through when March hit, you know, business was really tough. Uh, sales dropped by like 80%. Uh, and we had three stores running at the time. Uh, and if you're a restaurant going through that, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, it's a freaking nightmare, right? So what happened was uh, we hustled and we worked day and night uh, and we kept the businesses afloat. And uh, we, were, we were three partners in the company. Each one was working day and night at each of the locations and we just made it work. Uh, come April, things started to get better again. Uh, and we started reaching out to the people that we laid off and we started telling them, hey guys, come back, things are getting better, um, you know, let's get back to work kind of thing. And almost everyone, uh, Brecky, was like, uh, no, we're good, we're getting like our subsidy money, uh, we don't need to work. And, you know, that was, that was the kind of like a, a light bulb moment for us that, you know, cash as, as, as it is in the year 2020 is worth less, right? And it's going to continue to be worth less and less as, as long as this pandemic and the printing is, is going on. And we saw it going on for a very long time. So um, in my personal life, my personal uh, wealth management, uh, I started uh, looking into Bitcoin. Uh, I bought like the first batch of Bitcoin um, after it dipped at like 50% dip in March, but I didn't really know what it was uh, when I bought it. I just bought like, you know, a stock like GBTC and, and that was it. But then I started, after I bought it, you know how this thing when you start like learning more about your investments after you get into it. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that and I became fascinated by it. Uh, the more I learned about it, uh, I stumbled upon uh, Reed Love's article, The Number Zero in Bitcoin. Uh, read that like three times. It clicked. I bought more, bought the Bitcoin standard, bought more, bought the price of tomorrow, uh, read the price of tomorrow, sorry, bought more, just kept listening um, to podcasts, uh, listening to all of you guys at Swan and BT Sessions and everybody out there in the community. And I, you know, like Bitcoin grew from this cool, fun investment idea to the best investment idea. And then it grew to, this is a savings technology. Like I can, I should put all of my wealth into it, into it. And then it grew into a way of life. So that's where I wanted to incorporate it into my business as well. And it kind of, it didn't just happen all of a sudden. It took, uh, it took time. And um, before, obviously, before we put our company's money, we, were, we all, of, all of the partners of the company were uh, down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. And uh, we all bought it and went through, you know, those stages. Uh, and then we had multiple discussions about, you know, putting the company's money uh, into Bitcoin because, we had, we had a good amount of money in the company uh, because we were always operating as like a conservative business and uh, we were always like uh, just piling up a, a good amount of cash 
And then when we went through uh, March, we felt that the cash was being worth less. We talked about putting into Bitcoin. And as soon as we saw uh, Michael Saylor do the announcement of, of him putting money with his company, that was like the, you know, the pushed us off, off the cliff. We were like, done. This is a race of accumulation. Everybody's going to be racing to get into this. And uh, we should just jump in. And we did that. And then we tweeted about it. And then here we are. I love it, man. Have you uh, have you put out the secret menu that I want you to do, or not yet? I'm gonna keep I'm gonna I'm, keep harassing you about this. I'm, I'm working on it, Brecky. And just so you know, like you're you're uh, you know Middle Eastern food pretty well. I can tell from your comments and from your suggestions. You're uh, you're a pro. <laughs> uh, it comes with the territory. Uh, I'm I'm from that other country in the Middle East that uh, the other Middle Eastern countries don't like. Uh, Israel. <laughs> well, my yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> we all steal each other's food and claim it for our own. It's a, it's a great little cycle. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love what you said that you noticed that a race of accumulation. That is just so concise and well put. And it's funny because a lot of people don't understand that yet. You know, you hear people say, oh, I'm buying now, but when can I sell? They're not thinking about accumulating and hodling for a really long time. They're just thinking short-term gains, let's say. So I love that phrase. I think I'm going to adopt that. 100%. And we said that in our tweet when we made the announcement. It's actually the pinned tweet on our Twitter account. We said we feel like it's like a game of musical chairs. And the music that's being played right now is just all the bullshit that's happening everywhere. And then the music's going to stop and everyone's going to rush towards the truth will actually matter. They're going to want to get a seat. And we need to get in before, you know, everybody rushes in and everybody tries to get their seat. Because the music, it's stopping right now. You can, you can see it happening all over the world. And for small businesses, for restaurants too, for any type of, you know, medium size or mom and pop shop, this can like save your business, can elevate your business, it can put you in a spot, you know, that you didn't even fathom because there's so many applications of Bitcoin. There's so many use cases of Bitcoin to grow your business. It's not, it's not just about selling it. You can use your Bitcoin to leverage it, to expand your business. And it's just the applications are endless. The use cases are amazing. And small businesses really need to, to you know, hear me out on this. It's a good decision. You know, it's, it, nobody, nobody gives a shit about your business. Let's be honest. Only you can make a decision about, you know, your economic, you know, sovereignty. The other thing also is like for, for restaurants, especially like the margins are so low, you know? So for, you know, with all this money printing, like, okay, you're, you're working on small margins and now the government's going to screw you by printing more and more money anyway. Like, it's just, you, you got to start looking out for yourself and it is, it, it can be scary also because of the volatility, I think. But if you are putting just putting some aside, you don't have to put all of it aside. You know, if you're not mentally all in, then don't you don't have to be all in physically either in terms of buying Bitcoin. Like put a percentage. That's it. Like dollar dollar cost average your way towards, you know, staying in business. 
So let me let me put it in a way where businesses can maybe understand it a little bit better. Let's say you're a mom and pop shop or uh, or a medium sized business. You're a little bit bigger. Your profit margins are are probably around ten to fifteen percent. If the the money supply is expanding by fifteen percent in the year twenty twenty, it expanded by twenty five percent. You would have as a business, you would have to increase your profit. All right, fifteen percent every year, just so you can stay still. So people should really like think about that and dwell about that. There's no way uh, a, a restaurant or or any business, small business or medium size, can keep up with that keep up with that rate. So you have to really think outside the box and and. You know, 2020 was the year that kind of pushed us outside the box. 2020 was the year of Bitcoin, in our opinion, and the relevance of Bitcoin to the mainstream, the the, the, the normal folks, because guess what? It's fair money. You know, it's the fairest money of all time. You can get into it before Elon Musk gets into it and and he'll pay a higher price. That's just the way it works. So the, the, it levels the fairness uh, field, but you know, if you're the last one to go in, it won't solve the inequality. So you got to get on that. Mm-hmm. And then so, a lot of cases, private businesses are, have a lot easier way to make that decision. You don't have to take it to a big board, have people vote on it, undertake you know, tremendous amounts of due diligence to then get that vote in um you're a little bit more sovereign in that respect so you know you still have to undertake the learning but the tools are now available whether it's through michael saylor's um kind of more open source or his playbook um, square open source their playbook as well so there are many more learning materials now available than a year ago for companies to do that I've been saying this, we're in the golden age of Bitcoin content, you know, like Camilla, I think is a testament to this, that she got into the space relatively recently and avoided all all of the pitfalls that I made and many of us made, you know, so it's a, it's a good time to be getting into Bitcoin, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of people were just like, You're so wise, and I would just be like, no, it's not that I'm wise, it's just that there's so much more information with content creators like BTC Sessions, I know it's 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 so much valuable information and you can share it with anyone if you actually take the time and you're a newcomer and take the deep dive into Bitcoin and just kind of like avoid any other distractions. It's so easy to get it. Not all of us have a, a Francis Puglio to like yell at us to stay away from the shit coins, you know? So uh... <laughs> that was very valuable. Uh, Mags, let's. Uh, let, let, I, w- I want to talk mining a little bit. Um, there's. I don't know where to start though. He was telling me the other day about a, a space heater, and I don't know if he's watching right now. But uh, and I obviously live in California where I don't. Live, but this is a space heater right here, technically. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, you guys laugh, but there are people actually trying to heat their homes right now and and in some ways depending on their electricity price speculate um that said the spot 256 is a very cool hot tub that uh, is heated with asic miners 
256? Yeah, Jesse Dolphin. Uh, yeah, you have to totally Google that if you can bring it up. Um, but um, but beyond, beyond like residential heating, we're starting to see it applied at a more industrial scale. Um, for example, just just in, near me, actually. So on Vancouver Island, um, there's two food uh, food and beverage sites being hooked up to immersion cooled um, ASICs. And what they're going to be doing is heating the mash in a whiskey distillery. Uh, with the heat and re so recycling it, recovering it as opposed to just venting it. Um, that's that's mint green that's doing that. And also they're boiling the ocean, uh, like legit boiling the ocean. There is an artisanal sea salt company that uh, you can just buy at your grocery store and they boil the ocean to get the salt. So same thing, they're going to recycle the heat from the ASICs. Mint green has partnered with them. Um, there's uh, some research being undertaken in Europe and a, and a few sites um, where right. they're taking. Sorry, Mags. Let's uh, let's yeah. walk it back a few steps and uh, let's go through these. All right, this looks amazing. This is the hot tub, I, I suppose. Yep. Every citadel needs a Bitcoin hot tub. All right. I'd like some. Turn the jets on. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. All right. And then uh, you were, sorry, you, let's go back. You were talking about the, this, these folks. Yeah. So this is an article I wrote last week in, uh, in collaboration with Slush Pool. Um, so these are mint green and they, like I said, whiskey distillery, they're currently building out an immersion cooling system. Um, typically the heat is vented into the air. Uh, it's not as efficient to capture as if you were to put it in um, immersed in a kind of special oil that transfers the heat uh, better. And then you can use heat exchangers to then pipe it in, um, whether it's like a, a district heating system or whatever. There's a lot of different options to recycle the heat. Um, same thing in greenhouses. Um, it, it's currently being tested. Um, and and it, it has actually a lot of applications, too, for, for those cold climates like Canada or some of Northern Europe where they're taking the heat and pumping it back, um, whether it's immersion cooled or directly um, directly into the miners, uh, sorry, into the greenhouses to grow fruits, veggies. Of course, some people might be inclined to grow marijuana, and I have heard anecdotally that this is being done. I don't know of any particular site, but I mean, if you need security anyways, <laughs> kind of like you know, economies of scale there. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> uh, let's just pretend like I made a joke that was so funny that I, I can't even tell it to you. That's that's how funny it was. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that there's definitely a joke you made about uh, growing growing pot with Bitcoin heat. I don't know what it is yet. Something with number go up about getting higher. High, I don't know. There's, there's something there. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. <clears throat> number get high. There it is. That's it. Low hanging fruit. All right. Let's uh, stop sharing that. <laughs> I met a guy in uh, Montreal maybe like last year who had made a uh, furnace. He was heating his whole house. I think he had a 6,000 square foot house and he was heating it with like six ASIC miners. And it, it replaced his entire furnace. 
So imagine that, like getting paid. That normally used to use electric heat, but now is using ASIC miners too. <laughs> I love that. Hey, Dave, what's uh, what's going on with, with with your company with these ATMs? How are they different from other ATMs? Why should I, when I get off the plane in Canada, use one of your ATMs and not someone else's? Uh, give me the spiel. They're, they're not really different than other ATMs. Like the ATMs are a pretty niche product. Um, they're never going to be the cheapest way to buy Bitcoins, right? They're like a lot more expensive. Um, but it's kind of like buying um, laundry detergent at 7-Eleven or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a convenience factor. And it's also it's also the safest way to get Bitcoins. So any, any system that you're going to be using, um, the banking system to purchase Bitcoins, there's some risk from the banking side. And as we know, we've seen... Um, like what Mags is intimately involved in with Quadriga, uh, any custodial exchange is just a risk that uh, a lot of users, especially in Canada, are not willing to take. So we're like a convenience service. In the long term, though, we see uh, a lot more than just the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin being on these machines. So we want we want to use Bitcoin to facilitate the back end, um, and we can do everything from remittance to selling gift cards. Uh, allowing people to pay their bills and it can be more like a digital financial services terminal. And that's, I think where we're headed with these machines. I love that. Uh, I've got something controversial to bring up. Um, hope y'all don't mind. Somebody in the audience, Vin Vin Vino has a question. <clears throat> Brecky, please ask one of the Canadians. I'm going to ask all of the Canadians uh, how they felt when their deputy prime minister, Chris Freeland encouraged tapping into the savings of Canadians as a way to unlock preloaded stimulus. I feel like I know what you're all going to say, but uh, have at it. Well, Buy more Bitcoin. I, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, first of all, I, I would say that I, this is part of the reason I don't hold many dollars. Like I'm fiat poor and my wealth sits in Bitcoin because you, you're not going to be able to siphon that shit off. Uh, you know, it's going to be much more difficult to do that kind of a thing. So, uh, I don't know. Thanks for funneling more people into Bitcoin, I guess, is what I would say to that. Sorry, I, I didn't, is this a haircut or is this a voluntarily spend your money to stimulate your economy? Um, neither is great, but don't tell me what to do with my money. Thanks. <laughs> tapping. I think what they're talking about. I think they were talking about a bail-in. If I remember the the news correctly, I oh. think someone like like Cypress style. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it was intended as a bail-in. I think she was just saying like we're gonna try and find a way to 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 get people to spend this money. Um, but the whole thing's terrifying, right? It like to have somebody so out of touch in such a position of power. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to be doing the Canadian version of this two years from now. We're going to be doing the Alberta version because we'll be a separate country and you can visit Mags. <laughs> but, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not a good situation, but I, there, there's like a part of my, my mind thinks that, um, these, what I would say are objectively terribly terrible leaders in Justin Trudeau and Christian Freeland and these basically 
like we might as well have the Chinese Communist Party running the, the country. Um, that might speed up the hyper Bitcoinization, right? I think that there's, you know, we, we do uh, over the counter sales in our office and we're seeing a lot more um, like 50, 60 plus year old people who have a little bit of money in the bank are starting to think like, oh man, the government is, is screwing me. I don't have the, they, they don't have my best interest in mind. And so the more of those people that get pushed in, the sooner, um, you know, small businesses get in, uh, you know, everyone is afraid of this shit. So I think someone in the chat, they, Christian Freeland is a scary globalist. Absolutely. It's, it's such a weird. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just thinking, like, let's say that they assume, like, they see savings rates going up, for example, um, and they think, oh, these people have tons of money to spend in the economy. Well, people are, A, saving because they anticipate something down the road that they feel they're kind of trying to mitigate a risk. And maybe if they're not aware of Bitcoin, it's because they foresee potential trouble ahead. And two, if you're a small business, maybe you are saving for, for something that you're going to implement, that you need to have that capital to be able to use. So if something like a bail-in is being, um, you know, considered or even just encouraged, let's encourage spending to help save the economy. Well, no, there's some folks that are being very responsible, right? Like it's like the grasshopper and, and the ant. So the ant's like saving away, working for <laughs> the future. Yeah, it's the prospect of people telling other people what to do because they know better is just never, never a good thing. And the... It's, it's a really interesting kind of, conund not conundrum, but situation we're in where, you know, a lot of people cr will criticize Bitcoiners for like cheering on the end of the world. And no, we're not doing that at all. Like Bitcoin, I think, makes the world a better place, you know, but we are going to see a lot of these, these, these bad things happen as the old system kind of crumbles and the new one kind of rises. So it's, yeah, Bitcoin is hope and that's, that's what's important to me, but, it, but it's difficult. Uh, Ali, it looks like yeah. you have something to say, but I, I need to pass the reins over to Camilla for five minutes because I hear my puppy mewing in the background and I need to go check on him and I'll be back in yeah, two bring minutes. Him. Go bring him. I might be able to bring him. Okay. All right. Hold. Camilla, you got this. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I actually think I actually think what uh, you know what what they said there it was more of an announcement uh, of something that already happened. Like they they already people's savings away by printing all this money you know them coming out and saying this was just like to me it just felt like an announcement like because you know canada's uh they printed what was it like 500 billion in debt and that grew from uh 30 40 billion uh so when when you're doing that you're effectively going into people's savings and and stealing their purchasing power so you know, that's, that's why we, you know, we opted out of, of, of that system. We refused for, you know, we refused for that to happen to our wealth and we went on a Bitcoin standard and, you know, people shouldn't wait for them to actually do that. They are already doing that. You know, they're reaching into people's savings account. Uh, and, but it's happening without your number going down. So you know, people are just being okay with it, I guess. Um, it, yeah. Like in hyper and inflation economies or just economies with inflation, like Argentina, where it's like 30% per year, 
you're disincentivized to save because of how the economy you know, the economy is functioning. And if your money is worth less, and even in Canada with money printing, right, you're like, well, I'd rather buy this now because it could be more expensive down the road. And so it is discouraging saving, just that monetary policy. It's, it's, uh, I don't know how many of you guys saw this, but we broke the debt clock uh, recently where, uh, because, you know, Canada's, for anybody in the U.S. watching right now, oh, <laughs> total distraction. Yeah, total distraction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you didn't tell me about the debt clock. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> that, that's okay. Toshi. Toshi doesn't worry about the the debt clock. I think he's okay. <laughs> I was gonna say the uh, the Canadian debt clock only went to like nine hundred and ninety nine billion until recently. Uh, they just didn't anticipate it getting that large because Canada's a relatively small country, right? We have like 30, 30 million people. We're like the size of California. Well, it they had like this big vehicle built with the like uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation made it, and it has like a ticker, and it officially broke because they didn't have enough digits, so they had to tape a one onto it, and now they're getting it converted to add the extra digit. Uh, so yeah, our 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 Canada, Canadian federal debt has ticked over a trillion, which for a country of 30 million people is pretty crazy. Uh, and then not only that, but in the same vein of money printing and people having a harder time keeping up and every day, you've got to work harder and longer just to maintain that standard of living. A lot of people don't consciously realize that they're substituting in that lack of purchasing power just with more debt. And so Canadian consumer debt has been huge. Um and so it said, uh, what was it? Household debt as a percentage of disposable income rose to 170% in the third quarter uh, of 2020. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Like we've got just staggering amounts of household consumer debt in our country. And, I, you know, obviously that's got to be at least in part attributed to by our, our crappy currency. People just can't like don't save to because they want to maintain their standard of living it's crazy yeah a lot of people just think that, oh that's going to get in the future like that number doesn't really matter right now all of that like future people will figure it out and i feel like that is such an irresponsible thing to do if anything our generation should be building for the future not kind of just like putting this baggage on them and oh they'll also figure it out it's their time you know it's it's really sad yeah, it's it's crazy. And somebody in the chat just at, asked where we could see that data. If you go to debtclock.ca, D-E-B-T clock.ca, it actually has a rolling ticker of the federal debt, the share per person and the growth of debt per day, which is over a billion dollars. Uh, and then it even has an hourly rate where we're spending yeah. an additional forty three and a half million dollars per hour. So that's fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> oh, so that's fun. So much fun. Here, I'll show it for everybody. It's, uh, it's fun. It's very fun. I think there's a U.S. one as well. It's also fun. I mean, if we think of it in terms of MMT and Stephanie Kelton, look how many points we've got. <laughs> uh, U.S. Is that the other one? Nope. Anyway, 
basically the debt is very, very high. It's not going down. And I, it's, it, it's just sad. I, what I don't understand is, well, I understand it. It's just sometimes I wake up and I say to myself, how do these people do that? Like, like, don't they know what they're doing? Don't they know what's happening? And they do. There's no way to dial it back though. Like there's, what do you do? You, you, you stop printing money and you let all of the other markets collapse. Basically they've, they've painted themselves into a corner. Like there's, there's no out. The only out that is feasible that can kick the can down the road to the next, uh, you know, politician is printing more money. So that's naturally what we're going to do. And somebody eventually will just be stuck with the hot potato when everything kind of implodes. We've gotten to the point where our politicians are so inherently corrupt. Like, I think pretty much all of them. Um, the, their, their goals don't align with the goals of the population at all at this point. And, you know, for all we know, they're just filling their pockets and stacking Bitcoins. That'd be the rational thing to do in their positions. I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of them are, are shysters and crooks, but I don't know that they know that they are. And they're in, in action, they are. I just don't think they view themselves that way. And that's, that makes it almost worse. Like, I wish they, they, they understood and they were just honest crooks. But they're not honest crooks. They're dishonest crooks. So, I don't know. It's hard to be honest with yourself when uh, your entire life is, is built on a lie, right? <sighs> I mean, one of, the, one of the contributing factors to me leaving government, um, you know, despite the golden handcuffs, uh, uh, was... It's just the higher you move up, you get to see certain things. And it really becomes about not necessarily doing policy for doing good, but more like what will get us reelected and throwing money, especially um, in times where it might be heavily contested uh, and it's a really close race, just figuring out how to throw the most money out to then, um, you know, to to, re, to win the, the re-election or the election. And it, it's really frustrating to see that because... I think a lot of folks that do go work in government are there because they want to, whether it's, you know, help economic development in, in a country or even social programs, right? Or environment, they want to protect the environment. And so they're trying to do good, but then, uh, you know, the advice that they sometimes send up isn't necessarily taken because it's maybe not the politically savvy choice that will get them reelected. So it does get very frustrating. I, uh, I was once one of those people. I, I was actually a, a, a Senate page when I was much younger. And so I spent a summer working in the, the Capitol building, like on the Senate floor. I had like direct access to all these senators. And, you know, at first I was like, wow, this is really cool. And, you know, I wanted to, to I wanted to be in politics. And then I saw the literally I saw the swamp. I saw how ridiculously slow everything moved, that nothing got done. Like this was in had to have been in. I forget, 2015, 2013, something like that. No, not 2013, 2006 or something. Either way, we had computers and yet everything was done on paper. Everything. At the end of every day, I would have to push a giant cart full of paper down to the basement and empty this this paper into the furnace. To a furnace. We Do you know how electronic signatures, we fought for that. It was very frustrating. <laughs> but our smaller governments are way more nimble and and there's much less bureaucracy. You can make a lot more decisions, but a lot of government is pretty big. <laughs> yes. All right. You know, it's uh, it's been an episode, but we're not done yet, folks. We're not done yet. Uh, if you heard me earlier on, uh, you know what's coming next. And I never tell our guests about this, and I'm sorry. 
but uh -oh. we're, gonna, we're gonna put you on the know. spot and we're gonna ask you to do a uh, a 60 second bitcoin pitch one second let me see if i can find this and we we've had a lot of fun with these they've been uh they've been pretty great wait how do i do this there let's go with this view um so the way it works is you can uh tell us who you'd like to pitch you could say i'm gonna pitch justin trudeau i'm gonna pitch whoever but uh it can be funny it can be serious uh hopefully somewhat educational but we'll give you 60 seconds to make your best bitcoin pitch to whoever you want to pitch it could be a tahini's customer it could be whoever um so what i need now is a volunteer otherwise i will i will pick one of you and i'll pull you up wait actually does this work dave Dave? All right, Dave. Let's see. Wait, I just want to do something funny. Is this going to work? And... Yep. Whoa! Hey. <laughs> All right, Dave. Tell us who you're going to pitch, and yeah. We'll get I'm going to pitch someone in the elevator with me, and I don't mm -hmm. even think I need a minute. All right. Then let's do this in three, two, one. So Bitcoin is money. And the point of money is to take the value that you create with your time and store it so that you can use it later. And dollars are shitty for that because the government always prints more. So the ones that you have will be worth less. And Bitcoin is better because the government cannot print more. Bam. I love it. 22 seconds, I think. That's pretty good. It's not, uh, not as, as, um, what was I going to say? No, no, it was way better than the one I'm about to tell you about. But there was one that I just want to tell you all about. It was Matt O'Dell's. He came on here and he literally just drained the clock. He sat there with a whiskey, taking sips for a minute, made us laugh. <laughs> and then at the end, I think he said, like, F you buy Bitcoin or something like that. <laughs> so have fun good. staying poor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dave, thank you. That was very concise, to the point, and I think you probably would have uh, convinced them. Uh, who is next? Volunteers. What if Dave stole a lot of what we were going to say? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, Mags, how about this? How about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot. Why don't you pitch someone in the energy sector why they need to seriously take a look at Bitcoin um, and okay. address their misconceptions? Let's make it easy. Ready? Okay. All right. In three, two, one. Bitcoin is the new technology that's going to help bring the energy grid into a more modern, reliable, um, and renewables integrated uh, electricity system. So from the renewable side, it helps build the business case for renewables integration. Um, from the modern side, uh, Bitcoin miners help act as a responsive load in situations like where we experienced in te Texas. They can shut off on a dime and help balance the electricity system. And um, so overall, you know, long term, I see a place where it benefits the grid and I do see increased integration because of the benefits, whether they're environmental or grid stabilization benefits. Love it. See, we got some experts here. Only people who know their shit end up with extra time. Okay. Just kidding. We've, we've had some good pitches that, uh, that went on a little bit too. All right. Who do we have left? We've got BTC. You know what? 
Ben, you're a Bitcoin educator, so I'm going to make you go last. 30 seconds. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> 30 seconds. Like just, just quick, quick, 30 seconds, smash by. <laughs> so, Ali, I could put you on the spot or I could give you some more time. What do you think? Sure. 60 seconds is tough, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Well, if it's, here's what I do. If it's good, sometimes I'll extend it, you know? I'll just keep it going. I'll keep it rolling. Okay. Who are you going to pitch? Uh, who am I pitching? I'm pitching uh, Jeff Bezos. All right. I like it. Uh, Mr. Sessions, would you mind pitching Justin Trudeau? I would just like to see that one. Oh, Jesus. I just, <laughs> like everything I say to him, he'll be like, so I want to do the opposite because I want to siphon people's wealth. <laughs> all right. Maybe not him, but uh, all right. Anyway, it's Ollie's turn. In three, two, one. So, Mr. Bezos, uh, Bitcoin is a non-sovereign, true free savings technology that stores wealth across time and space. And if you want to build your institution to last to the end of time, you want to build it on top of a hard money that's going to outlast uh, every other money out there. And Bitcoin, uh, because of its properties and it's the, the way it's built, uh, it does have the characteristics of the uh, closed system thermodynamically like hardest money ever created in history and if you really want amazon to uh, stand the test of time you should really go on a bitcoin standard because uh, the money that you're operating on is not controlled by you but if you go on a bitcoin standard uh, neither you or anybody else can control the, the financial system that you're operating on. I love it. I only gave you a few extra seconds and I would add one thing. You could also kind of, you know, play his ego a little bit and say, look, my company, Tahini's, you know, I think pretty sure our cash uh, position in Bitcoin has outperformed your cash position in dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Ben. All right. Before we go, um, to Marty's owl in the chat, very offensive. He wants to know how many mooses do each of you own. Very, very. <laughs> okay. Well, oh good. wait, can I can I give you a cool factoid? Uh, wait, hold on a second. I want to put the the offensive question up on the screen real quick, and then yes. Okay. Especially not only is it offensive, it's very personal. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> that's, like, that's like asking how Bitcoin do you own. Don't ask that. Exactly. Did, totally. Did you know that a natural predator of the moose is the orca? Get the f out of here! Actually, wait a second. Go to fucking Wikipedia. It is. It's because they swim across. So, for example, in BC, right. they swim across between the islands, and orca eat them. That's it's amazing. Kind of I didn't know that. <laughs> Orcas are just the worst. Like they, they, Hollywood made them look great in the movies and stuff. And you go to like SeaWorld where they like make them look like friendly animals and give people kisses. But like they're just horrible predators eating seals. Ugh. Free now, Willy would have bitten that little boy in half. Yeah, come on. When my dog goes swimming <laughs> onto the ocean, I do have this fear that any moment he's just going to get gobbled up by the orca. He, he's chased the seal, seals before, sea lions or seals? I think they're. 
regardless, he's chased them before. And sometimes I'm like, oh, are they going to chase them back? Because they kind of like, like pop in and out and watch him. But the orcas, I, I do have a fear of. Yeah. Orcas and dogs, definitely not a good mix. All right, uh, Ben, it's your turn. Um, and you know, you know what? I don't know. Do we even make you go? You pitch Bitcoin all day long. Like that's all you do anyway. How about this? I can do my best. 60 or, seconds. Or you can give us, how about 60 seconds worth of fun Canadian factoids? Can you do that? Uh, I, honestly, I don't I don't know what's fun Canadian factoid because I, I live here. I live the dream every day. What am I going to tell you guys? Maple syrup reserve. We have a maple syrup reserve. Yeah, I don't I don't know those things. <laughs> oh, are you even Canadian? <laughs> No. Uh, I'm a plant. Mags, tell us about Canada real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, also, well, also, uh, somebody in the chat was uh, firing shots at Ben saying that uh, Canadians are actually like they are portrayed in South Park, but Ben is just putting on a show. Um, not true. Not true. I did try to get Terrence and Philip on the show. They said no. Um, nice. but anyway. They're kind of big now. <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, can I? Okay, can okay, I so let me just, oh, okay, I'm just gonna say one thing. Okay, uh, go for it. What? Uh, no, I'm I'm just, fun. <laughs> just go. Just go, Dave. Pitch, pitch okay, him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch Justin Trudeau. So, Ooh, all right, three, um, two, one. So, uh, Mr. Trudeau, Bitcoin is a pseudo anonymous currency and would be a great way to receive bribe payments from the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> That's it. But, so the interesting thing about Trudeau is his half brother is actually into Bitcoin. Really? Oh yeah, his longtime Bitcoiner. He started. Didn't he at some point try to start the Bitcoin uh, Association? Eventually, it became more of a blockchain association. And now he lives. Yeah. Now he lives in uh, Switzerland. Tends to go that way, doesn't it? Oh wait a second. Hold on a second, Ben. You're not getting out of this too so easily. Am I pitching? <laughs> I, I almost forgot. My fault. One second. One second. In the meantime, we'll talk about the strategic maple syrup reserve. And there yep. was a massive heist at one point where people stole the maple syrup from the strategic maple syrup reserve. It's in Quebec. <laughs> was it the Vermonters? We, we probably have more maple syrup than gold backing our money. <laughs> it's, at least it's delicious. <laughs> you know That's what? Cool. Actually, the maple syrup, um, the the stock to flow of maple syrup is probably mm -hmm. more predictable than gold. You know, is there, what factors go into maple syrup? How much rain? Well, there it's definitely more. It's more predictable than our dollar. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Ben. All right. It's your time to shine. Who are you going to pitch? Uh, I'm going to pitch a disciple of Stephanie Kelton and MMT. Love it. Um, and don't worry, if you run out of time, I can print infinite time. Okay, good. That's just, it's just points, I know. Yeah. All right, in three, two, one. So money is simply meant to represent all of the stuff that we have, whether it be resources or products or services. Just because you create more money does not mean more stuff will suddenly come into existence. So the important 
figure to focus on is your percentage of the entire economy, which is kind of what money is supposed to measure. But when you have a bad money, certain people can create more of that money and divvy it up to whoever they deem fit. And the, uh, we'll say <laughs> the uh, temptation to give that to your buddies is very, very high. And you have to worry whether or not somebody will ever do that, not just the current administration. Uh, so with a sound money where there is a limited number of units, you can be sure that you will always have a certain percentage of that money if you decide not to spend it. And the only way to get more of it is to create goods and products that entice people to spend it. Boom. I don't think uh, you would have swayed her because I don't think anything will sway her. But no, I not at all. Did as good a job as as is possible under the circumstances. <sighs> Alrighty, folks, um, I will ask you this, if you have any parting words, um, and then Ali, I, I, I wanna know, what do I, what should I, I gotta go, I'm, I want some shawarma, what do I look for in a shawarma place? Like if I can't have tahinis, how do I know it's a good one? Actually, let me ask you first, cause this is important, I'm hungry. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you some pro tips, Brecky, all right? So when you go to a shawarma place, you tell them, I want uh, the chicken cut right off the spit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that way you're getting like the freshest, juiciest chicken. And if they're using, uh, if you find a place that's using uh, stage bread, which is like a, a homemade flat bread that's like made on like a big pillow and it's like super thin. Uh, you know, if, if, they're, if they're a good restaurant, they'll... Uh, they'll make, they'll use that bread and they'll make it in a way where it's crispy on the outside by putting chicken fat on top of the, uh, on top of the sage bread and then toasting it on the panini press or on a flat grill or something like that. You need to stop because uh, my stomach is grumbling. I'm so <laughs> friggin' hungry right now. Anymore. I'm just going to throw it across the room because. Uh, you know yeah, they like take lobsters in a plane? So they arrive the same day from Atlantic Canada. Like you should ship us a shawarma same day. <laughs> Let's do it. I I really want. I love when Bitcoiners come over from. Like I've had Bitcoiners come from uh, Windsor, Toronto, uh, Montreal. They drove up here just to hang oh. out. So if any of you come to uh, Tahini's, shawarma's on me. You can uh, you can count on that. And then one final message to Jeff Bezos. If you don't uh, listen to what I told you, no shawarma for you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is important. Uh, pop up at the Miami conference. Ooh. It's tough. I can't even leave the country. I don't know if they're going to do the, these restrictions on me. I've been wanting, I've honestly been signing into the Miami conference every other day and just staring at it and wanting to book it so bad. But like, I keep seeing- If you can't make it because of restrictions, you can either roll over to next year or they'll refund you. Oh, so, okay, that's good to know. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, they just I'm buying one right after this. Go buy this. that ticket right now. Smash <laughs> that buy. <laughs> I can just imagine getting a call from Ali, like, hey, they, they stopped me in the airport. They said I couldn't bring all this raw chicken with me. <laughs> uh, <the> conference. <laughs> uh, they said that my spit is is a weapon and i cannot bring it because it's a you know 
No, you could rent that though. And can, you could get chicken there. We just need your expertise, you know? Honestly, I just want to come there and go there myself. I don't, I'm not going to bring any chicken. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all sorts of planning for it also. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, do we want to really do all of these things? Yeah, but I also want to enjoy myself. So if we're going to do something, it's got to be fun too. So, Yeah, for sure. All right. That was another 10 minutes about, about shawarma, which is always good. But uh, <laughs> closing words. Did, did he pay you for all this advertising? <laughs> Definitely not. It's amazing how you have fans from all over. And we haven't even yeah. tried food, but we're like super fans. <laughs> and we can't wait to someday just be able to go over there and finally try it. It's, it's really, really cool. I love Bitcoiners and I think of all of them as my bro- brothers and sisters. And, you know, like the best thing about the Bitcoin community is that it doesn't matter where you're from, which country, Bitcoin is borderless and so is the community and so is the love between them. And the, 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 the amount of people that, you know, you know, follow us or whatever, like I just love it from all my heart. And I love when Bitcoiners come over. So bring it on. Hear that, folks? This whole Canadian thing that we did today was bullshit, okay? It was just to fool you into, you know, oh, we're going to be Canadian national. No, no, no. We're all Bitcoiners, and that's all that matters. So, yeah. Exactly. Any any parting words? Where can everyone find you? Uh, You're at Real Tahinis on Twitter, and and where are your locations? At the Real Tahinis uh, on Twitter, uh, we have four locations in London, Ontario, one in Whidbey. Yeah, four locations. We just opened the, the fourth location uh, last week. Uh, so that's exciting. And next month, we're opening one in Barrie, uh, Ontario. Um, the month after that, we're opening in um, um, Etobicoke. Uh, and then, there's, yeah, there's um, Oakville coming up this year as well. <gasps> oh, so, what I <laughs> yeah so uh, we're coming at you canadians when we go when we do open up uh just come by have a shawarma support uh we'd love to serve you amazing food and uh yeah just reach out to us for any questions wait i have an idea i have an idea okay uh, i don't mean to like force businesses together but i could see some of dave's atms inside the restaurant <laughs> Subtly, I like, wanted to say I, something. I would have no idea, David. If you're interested, uh, I, I don't. I would would definitely love it. I, I was already approached by by an ATM company, um, but you know, if if, if it's Wait. you guys, I would just you know go with you. Wait, sure. hold on. Do it. Hold on. If you buy some Bitcoin first and show your receipt at the uh, counter, you get a discount on your shawarma. If you buy Bitcoin anytime, you're just, you're making yourself free. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's just going to be good for you. You know, imagine this. Okay. Imagine this. You, you go to a Tahini's, you buy some Bitcoin, you then use your fold card at Tahini's, earn some more sats back, eat some delicious shawarma. It's just this beautiful cycle. Oh. It's an experience. It's just an experience. <laughs> Then you go across the street to the uh, to the uh, the spa, the spa two fifty six that'll open up. It's uh, it's gonna be wonderful. All right, Dave. There you go. Find you. 
Uh, I am Bitcoin Brains on Twitter, and uh, I'm in a lot of the different Telegram chat rooms. If you want to find me there, and my uh, <laughs> company's ATMs are all around the country. You can find those uh, on the website at BitcoinWell.com. Nice. Bitcoin Well, just W E L L dot com. Yep. Easy. Maybe, right. maybe maybe soon to be at Tahini's. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> make it happen. Uh, Dave, if that happens, I want no fees when I use the ATMs. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to cut. I just want no fees. That's all. That's all I'm asking. And I'm never in Canada anyway, so you know. <laughs> all right, Mags. Where can everyone find you? Um, oh, we didn't talk about 3D printing. We'll do that next time. We'll do it next. Next time. time. <laughs> sovereign everywhere, including on printing. Um, so I'm crypto underscore mags on Twitter uh, for consulting, metamesh.com. Um, and we have also a sister channel on YouTube, uh, BTC and Espanol. So for those, for if you're orange pilling, your Spanish speaking family, it's a good resource. Love That's it. amazing. I love it. Wait one second. And oh, Camilla, you have to be, are you in the um, Spanish version of the voice paper? Yes, I am. Boom. And I there we go. I picked the same line that I did in English. <laughs> I was like, oh, I recognize this. I'll just translate it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Congrats on you guys on that project, by the way. Honestly, I oh, got chills. It was, it turned out it was so such well. a cool project to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, amazing. It was so and cool. it's so awesome. They got Taylor and Shavo and like all, all these people to do it. <laughs> uh, so Ben, before we tell everyone where your amazing channel is, uh, Brady had a question, which is Ali, if you were to make, to make a shawarma in Satoshi's honor, what would it be? However, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my secret menu so that all the viewers can, can bother you on Twitter until you actually have this secret menu. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at this real quick. Uh, it's the never ending show and that's okay. All right, where is it? This is it. <laughs> okay. Let me zoom in on this. This is what I came up with. Okay. We have P2 Pita. We've got Fiat fries. Uh, <laughs> we've got Hoddle hummus, toxic tabbouleh, free speech salad, maximalist, Madam quiche, strong hand Sviha, Bitcoin, Bob Ganoush, the few understand Fatouche and not your keys, not your canafe. All right. <laughs> Very that, nice. So, so when they self-identify as a Bitcoiner, they're like, oh, no, 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 not this menu, this one. <laughs> the secret menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It maybe it'd be like peer-to-peer -peer shawarma or, or the white shawarma or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, last but not least, where can we find you? When can we expect your next video? If someone's uh, never heard yeah. of you before, where should they start? Give us the spiel. Uh, yeah, it, I, you can find me on YouTube very easily or on Twitter very easily uh, at BTC Sessions. I'm actually starting a show in five minutes uh, called <laughs> Why Are We? <laughs> it's called Why Are We Bullish? And it's just a bunch of us hanging out, giving the reason we're feeling bullish this week in particular. Uh, there's going to be Brandon Quidham. Uh, I've got the guys from Simply Bitcoin, Coin Icarus, and Bitvolt, and I've also got uh, the one, the only, the creator of BitPiggies, Fartface2000. <laughs> so it's gonna be, nice. it's gonna be 
a good round. So yeah, we're going to be on in pretty much a few minutes after I get off this stream. Uh, it'll be going live. So hop over if you're if you've got nothing to do midday on a work day. Uh, be sure to join me. Uh, <laughs> and even if it's a work day, you know, head, put one 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 headphone in. You can just listen. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. Clubhouse yeah. prepared the, us for this to be able to multitask. So no excuses, guys. <laughs> Headphones at work. No, actually, I wasn't today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to say a very special thank you to all of our guests. Um, I want to note that we didn't even talk about NFTs the entire time. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Um, and I had so much fun. And you're all welcome back anytime and I think that's all I got. So I'm going to do a quick little swan spiel and, um, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for Actually, having me on. Maybe I'll make Bye. Camilla. Camilla, you want to do the swan spiel? No, next, next week. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> all right, next time, next time. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a, a, a banger of a, of a swan lounge. Swan Lounge, we had a great time. If you're new to Swan Bitcoin, go to swanbitcoin.com and get set up with the easiest, best place to start buying Bitcoin automatically. Uh, we do recurring buys. You can do instant buys. We have fees up to 80% less than Coinbase if you're in our top tier. Uh, we've got an incredible, um, uh, blah, 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 I can't talk. We have an incredible referral program where you can get paid to recruit new Bitcoiners. If you love Bitcoin and you find yourself talking about Bitcoin all the time, which frankly, if you're not talking about Bitcoin all the time, you, you should be. You should be. But if you're doing it anyway, you might as well get paid. So go to swanbitcoin.com slash enlist and you can get started. You'll get your own vanity page. It has uh, your picture, it'll have a custom message. Uh, you get your own URL and you can shill Swan everywhere. You also don't even have to be in the US. If you're up in Canada, unfortunately, we're, we're not serving customers there. But if you are one of our brothers and sisters to the north or uh, one of our um, hermanos and hermanas to the south or anywhere in the world, pretty much, you can sign up, get your own link and shill Swan to your friends and family who are in the United States. Uh, you can get paid. Everybody wins. We make more Bitcoiners and the referrals are paid out in sats. Some of uh, our top referrers have uh, have made thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Um, so it's a great program. Tune in on Tuesday for Swan Signal Live, our more serious show, and come back next Friday for Swan Lounge. We're here every week. We're having fun. Uh, that's all, folks. We'll see you next time. On behalf of the Swan team, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Swan Lounge, the Swan Signal podcast. It's fun to join us live on the YouTube broadcast at youtube.com slash swansignal. Head over there, subscribe, and turn on notifications. We have a lot of fun in the live chat, and we often work in some questions from listeners. Swan Signal is a production of Swan Bitcoin at swanbitcoin.com, the best way to accumulate Bitcoin. Follow us on Twitter at swanbitcoin and subscribe to the podcast at swansignalpodcast.com.